0: Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle, and now your host, Scott Mulvaney.
1: Good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. So quick heads up to the Live the Fuel fans out there. Reminder that we continue to push out powerful content around helping you find some balance around your health, business, and lifestyle. For the newer listeners, that's why our tagline is, We Fuel Fuel. Your health, business, and lifestyle. And so I'm excited tonight because we've got another new guest co host for you. This gentleman's actually been around the block around health, and uh, we'll go ahead and just serve some healthy lifestyle out there. He's a bit of an author too, so he might know a little bit about some business and supplements and other exciting things out there. Uh, But let me give you a quick skinny on the guy. Uh, He's known as the founder of Udo's Choice. Uh, You might have seen this in Whole Foods or some other big health food stores out there. So it's actually pretty well established. Uh, He actually invented machinery for making all these oil products out there and enzymes and probiotics and so much more. He's actually the first guy who pioneered flaxseed oil. So I'm sure you've definitely seen that out there or heard about it from a few health nut friends of yours. Now, that's not just that, though. He's also an author, as I hinted, right? He's an acclaimed author, though, uh, speaker and expert on Total Sexy Health, the eight-step process that takes you into consideration of all the elements of whole health that includes our mental health especially. He and I were talking before the show about that, the power of your mindset, presence and awareness, and our life energy and being in harmony with nature and humanity. So there's a lot more to this gentleman uh, because he's also done a little bit with some Tony Robbins. We've talked about him on the, on the show before, maybe uh, Deepak Chopra, maybe heard of those names before. Uh, so without further ado, welcome to the show, our guest, guest co-hosts. Udo Erasmus, sir,
2: welcome. Hi, Scott. Glad I, to be on.
1: I uh, I loved before we fired up. We fired up the show. You, you gave me the German pronunciation of your last name. Could you go ahead and just share that for the listeners? Because it sounded really fired up for me.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, it, was, it sounds very military. <laughs> Erasmus. <laughs> so we I say, could not do that. <laughs> we say er, we say Erasmus. It's a little gentler and goes with a better state of being. Yes, I, I do like
1: mm-hmm. the softer approach on that. so uh, <laughs> now obviously that, that, that stems back to your childhood. I'm get, I mean, you, yeah. you kind of hinted before we started recording that you, you were you know born into the war, so to speak.
2: Yeah I had, a, I had the good fortune to be born in, during the Second World War and we were refugees when I was two years old, wow. fleeing from Poland to Germany with the communists chasing us in tanks and trucks. And the allies, you know, the good guys, the mm-hmm. buddies, they were shooting at us on the roads we were fleeing on. They were using us for target practice.
0: Oh, well, that's so not when very you nice. when
2: you talk about the good guys on on one side of the war and the bad guys on the other, I don't see it that way. <laughs> war has always got two bad sides on it.
1: Well, and and depending on who you're talking to, who especially mm-hmm. I have friends and colleagues who have uh, you know been in the military and been to wars. Obviously, not the world wars; those are the big mm-hmm. ones. But. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never an easy process. I mean, if you no. had to basically no, sum and- it up, it, it's it's hard on all ends.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: I, I agree. It, nobody wins in a war. Not the no. kids, not the parents, not the refugees, not the soldiers on either side. And the ones that come back and they think about it, most of them would say, uh, well, I don't recommend that. Hmm. <laughs> Let's not do that again.
1: Well, the interesting thing that you brought up there was obviously you're you're tied to Europe. Um, obviously, there's some German and some Polish history. There's been amazing movies that they've tried to document and help people nowadays with movie well, movie wise documentaries and such to help explain and show people more of yeah. the behind the scenes what you've just hinted at here.
2: Yeah, yeah. So the, the, the short the short version is in that war, a hundred million people got traumatized. There is no psychological cure for that. We don't do well with PTSD simply because. Because we're going so far out of anything that's decent in in human beings, that to try and sort that out, there is a way to sort it out, we can talk about that, but Mm. there's a way to sort it out, but you can't sort it out from the same state of being that you caused it. Ah. So we need to go to a different state of being that's both true for this, the soldiers who come back back with PTSD, but also the people who start the wars. Uh, because war is not a requirement. Hmm. It's not like people say, oh, well, you know, human nature, we are warlike. No, we're not. We have to learn that shit. Yeah. We, we are by nature, by our deepest nature, we are actually peaceful and loving by our deepest nature. But we are mostly not in touch with our deepest nature because we live in reaction to everything that's changing on the outside.
0: Oh, especially and, nowadays. And, yeah.
2: Yeah, Very and well, it's it's not that we're doing that more. It's just that it's catching up to us, and mm. it's it's more obvious now than it was when we, than it was when we did it before. Because we've we've been at it for two hundred thousand years.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, if you you can you can go even more back into our past, but the whole Middle East and and the religious wars. I mean, there's so much war yeah, yeah. tied to that the whole religious debacle. We don't really talk yeah. about religion on the show, but I still tell people to honor and respect history. And never forget where we're coming from because we have to learn from our opportunities, our mistakes, everything. That's that's why people don't look in the yeah. past. I, I'm all about moving yeah. forward. But you got to at least yeah. know, know where you came from.
2: Yeah, we came from a bad place, and it's time we we made a transformation to a better one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. a huge. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very small. It's a very small change, but it's a huge makes a huge difference.
1: Well, let, let's pause. Let's let's continue on that little route there because. This show and, and the creation of Live the Fuels, a lot of this is around mindset. Yeah, I'm a health and fitness mm-hmm. junkie, and I'm a mm-hmm. fitness guy, and I, I, do, I do adrenaline junkie sports and stuff like that, and I got a lot of those types of fans. But mm-hmm. in the end, I have, I've always learned over the years that a lot of those challenges or those things that I've tackled or I've learned from other people have helped – build my mindset up. That's why people are like, well, how do you go mm-hmm. skydiving? I'm like, well, it mm-hmm. gets easier after the first one. You just got to say yes and then figure it out. <laughs> and then yeah. each new time you desensitize uh, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, well, I'm yeah, that's what your true your thoughts and you on can
2: that. And you can, you can get used to anything, but I would say this. We are very driven, mm-hmm. and there's a reason for that. We're very driven, so our thing is always push, push, push. You know, work hard, play hard. You know, do whatever it takes. Oh, like yeah. You, you know, push, push, push. Well, the result of that is burnout, because if you're gonna work hard and play hard, my view is that then you need to balance it by doing nothing just as hard. Now, how do you do nothing just as hard?
1: You know, Udo, I I had to learn that the hard way. I, uh, yeah. uh, I <laughs> you've, <laughs> you've been here more than I have, so I'm, I mean, let's let's connect on this. So mm-hmm. I worked hard and played hard in, mm-hmm. in my corporate life. I grew up as a farm kid. Uh, so I was a farm mm-hmm. boy. I did too. <laughs> and, and then I, I just decided, well, I don't want to follow that route. And, and then I, I'm, I worked at a high school job with some guys from other schools at a grocery store and I'm hearing what they're doing and where they're going to go next. And half these guys all wanted to go and become engineers. And mm-hmm. I'm like, huh? Well, I, I mean, why couldn't I become an engineer? <laughs> you know? And this goes back to that pro- the, you know, the product of the people you surround yourself with. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, what if I do want to go to college? I didn't really set up a game plan for this. You know, the university seemed unreachable as, as a poor farm kid. So mm-hmm. I figured out a way to do it. But long story short, fast forward, paid my way through school, got into the corporate life, thought that was the answer, right? Work hard, player, I'm doing 60, 70-hour mm-hmm. work weeks. You don't get paid anymore for that. Um, people think that's a, that's a, that's a hero uh, brag. And I was like, well, no, you're burning yourself out mentally and physically. Um, mm-hmm. And then, so I decided to take a break from all that. And you know, here in the United States, we have uh, wildland firefighting on the western side of the country. So I actually uh, landed an opportunity to serve on one of the elite uh, federal hotshot crews. They're kind of like the special forces of wildland firefighting, so we get sent into all the really bad stuff. So I did that mm-hmm. for a couple of years. Well, then, obviously, I'm now I'm working – 16 hours a day in the mountains on a on a fire line and you do this for two weeks straight. sometimes you haven't had a shower for two weeks uh, and you do this over and over again for the summer. So you cram 2,000 hours of labor into six months. Mm-hmm. And for the easy math for the average person is if you do 2,000 work hours in a calendar year, that works out if you have two weeks of pay vacation, that works out to be a nine to five job 40 hours a work week. That, but we did that in six months. So mm-hmm. I learned all about, Mental exhaustion, <laughs> physical exhaustion. I couldn't figure out why I didn't want to go to the gym after they laid us off in the fire season. I just had <laughs> nothing left. Because you needed bed rest. <laughs> yeah. So like I, I didn't real, I didn't know what, uh, I didn't what, I didn't know what extreme fatigue was. I, you know, we're all tough guys. I didn't know, I didn't understand the mental exhaustion, the physical exhaustion, um, the the cortisol levels that I must have had at that time. I mean, my God. Mm. Uh, yeah. So so so, what are your but, thoughts? But let on me that? talk.
2: But let me interrupt you. You yeah, talk please. about tough guys. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) Talk about tough guys, right? You know, if somebody drops you from four-story building, you might just break every bone in your body. How tough are we really? Mm. You know, when a mosquito bites you, it hurts. You know, when somebody pinches you, it hurts. You know, it's very easy to cut yourself. Yes. Right? We're actually delicate creatures. Very delicate creatures. I cut
1: myself two hours ago. By
2: nature. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so we're we're delicate by nature and all of this like rough and tough and hard to bluff, that's just like that's just like that's just like advertising.
0: Hmm.
2: That's like ego advertising. We I are in our we are in our deepest nature, pure awareness and in pure awareness is complete peace and contentment. We are in our, that's in our universal nature, in our individual deepest nature. We are life energy. Energy is is basically the master. It's actually who we are. Mm. But we're not in touch with that. We're in touch with the body and we're in touch with our mind, with some ideas, with some really stupid ideas that cultures imposed on us or parents imposed on us and or situations imposed us when we were little kids. And couldn't think for ourselves yet, and then we parade that as being really amazing, really good, really uh, laudable
0: hmm.
2: when it's pathetic. I would agree. What is now? No, what is not pathetic is to be fully present in all of your being. So instead of being like rough and tough and hard to blood, how about a human being fully present in all of their nature? and present in their surroundings, and not lost in thoughts about everything. That gets you the most incredible experience of being a human being in the short time that it's possible for you to have that experience. And for me, I would say purpose of life, purpose of life number one, you get this temporary gift to fully be present in what it what it is, to be a human being alive in a human body. Out of energy, behind which is awareness, and to be fully present to all of that at the same time.
1: I like what you you just dropped a very key word there was energy, mm. and it, it kind of rang in my head because we've had a few. Energy experts, you know, on the show, we've had the show go over three years now, There's over three hundred shows online, and mm-hmm. a lot of people underestimate that. Very easily thrown out their word energy, and I mm-hmm. love we I love what you dropped in there because over the years I've had to learn through self work, self development, mm-hmm. uh, self awareness, building that. It's like again, you you move out of the tough guy world, and then you realize there's so much there's so much more depth. Mm-hmm. You know, st- still trying to master and figure out. Something as simple. And, well, it should be meditation. It's supposed to be and, simple,
2: but it's not. <laughs> right. And the truth is, the truth is, you are in your nature. More energy than matter. Hmm. So, because, for instance, like I'll I'll point my finger at you and I'll say, "Okay, S- Scott, whose body is that? What What would you say? My body. It's my body. It's yeah. my body, right? Sure. So er- just about everybody said, "Well, that's my body." Do you know what you just said? You just told me that you're not the body. You just told me by saying that that you're the owner of the body.
0: Hmm.
2: So who owns the body? Well life owns the body. Life in you is the master is in charge, knows everything, is everywhere present and is all power in your being and ru- and weighs nothing and runs everything. Wow. And when you and your when your body and that energy called life, that you are part company, you don't go with the body because I can kick the body Mm. and it won't respond. There's nobody home. Whoever you are went with the energy, didn't stay with the body. So, but we live our life as though we were the body. So you eat for the body, you drink for the body, you breathe for the body, you sleep for the body, you have sex for the body. You dress for the body, you undress for the body, you poo for the body, you pee for the body, right? And we pretty much spend 24, you know, and you work for the body to make the money that you need to take care of the body because the energy called life doesn't need your money. The energy doesn't need any food. That energy doesn't need anything. And that energy runs your show, your body. And if you get down to it, actually loves your body unconditionally. So it 24-7, 365, never goes on strike, never takes a day off, day and night, never sleeps, has no eyelids, can't sleep, right? Mm-hmm. And doesn't get tired by not sleeping either
0: mm.
2: and looks after every molecule and every electromagnetic field in your body and while you're maybe freaking out about whatever your latest drama and trauma is, it is taking a molecule of folic acid, which is one of the essential nutrients, to the place in your ankle that's calling for it. Mm. You don't have to pay any attention to that. So you're free to be crazy while it's doing all the work. Interesting. And where, so the question then becomes, if that's true, then where is the room in our life In the time that we have in our day to just sit down. Get quiet. Get as still as possible. Go as deeply into that stillness as possible. See how long you can stay there. And feel what it feels like. What that energy, what that life, what you feel like. And see how aware you can become of your own being in your own nature by your direct experience. It's
1: pretty powerful. And actually, it's funny, what pops in my head again is what you're talking about. So, not everybody says this, but some people say what you're explaining is in order to, you have to do, you have to learn to do these things to start discovering that there are these natural energy flows that, that people call it flow state. Yeah. So it's like mm-hmm. finding that flow state where things effortlessly yep. happen. You're not yep. forcing anything. Is that a big part right. of what you're talking about?
2: Yeah. It although you're applying it to doing, okay. You don't have to apply it to anything. True. It it's, it stands for itself. It's it's the state of being, hmm. and the being begins when the doing stops. Ah that generally speaking, we're not being and doing at the same time. You get focused on doing, you focus on what you're moving around and how you're doing it and the plan you got in your head about what you're doing. And here what you're doing is you're just letting all that go for a moment, just being present with yourself. And you discover that you're actually magnificent. You have always been magnificent. There has never, ever been anything wrong with you even though you thought bad thoughts and you said bad things and you did bad ads, did bad acts, and they had bad consequences, you are not the consequences and you are not the acts and you are not the words and you are not the thoughts. You are life and there has never, ever been anything wrong with life. When people who are, let's say they're lifers in jail Mm -hmm. for doing something, when a person like that has a chance to go to that place, you don't have to rehabilitate them. Their behavior changes because their feeling about themselves has changed.
0: Hmm.
2: When we're disconnected from that, we are discontent. of discontent comes negative thoughts, negative words, negative actions with negative consequences. And we literally... You know, most of us, we, you know, if I can suck back a little, when you were in your mother's womb, and let's say you spent nine months there, most, that's the average time. Sure. In that place, there was nothing to do, nowhere to go, completely safe, and everything was taken care of. Well, where do you think you hung out when you were in that place? Yeah. Your awareness had no place to go. Nothing to do, so it was at rest, in its source, inside, in the core of your being. And I call it, I call the, the womb, the Buddha tank. Okay. Because there you are hanging, you're hanging around in this place, right? And you're not a tough guy and you're not a, not a wimp and you're not anything like that. You don't even know you have a body because you're floating around and you, there's not much to feel or see or hear. Nothing to smell because hmm. smell needs air right, requires air currents, not much to taste except the same amniotic fluid, and so you're hanging out in this place, and you you might call it the Buddha state, the bliss state, or the enlightened, which means you're filled with light hmm. in that state. then you come out into the world and now. You know, you just got thrown out of paradise.
0: <laughs> it's a big right?
2: shock, because yeah, and it's a big shock. And now you got to get to know the world because now you get to physically survive. You have to understand how the world works and how to cheat other people better than you. Then you get cheated. You know, all the skills we learn for managing our physical existence on the planet. Yeah, you're building up your senses, and yeah. and yeah, and in that process, we go from being present inside in our awareness and absent outside to absent outside in our awareness and present inside and that's where the disconnect from ourselves begins and with that disconnect comes the negativity and that's also our driving force because the drive to feel whole is is the most powerful drive in human beings it's what we why we do everything we do whether it's adventure or or getting laid every night by somebody different or make a billion squillion dollars or have a war or you know steal from people, lie to people, kill people. You know, all of that comes from an extreme need that we have from that disconnection to somehow feel whole again. Mm-hmm. And all the projects we undertake have the hope of that wholeness, either consciously or subconsciously. And then when we do it, we get three days of, yeah, I did it you know and then it, and then it, this uneasiness is back hmm. the the loneliness is back the longing is back the restlessness is back the emptiness is back the 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 feeling of loss the feeling of something missing is back and we live our whole lives in reaction on the outside to try and address a feeling that comes from a disconnection on the inside the only way to actually get dis- get reconnected is we need to bring our awareness back home to its source inside our own being. That's the human journey. Now, going out is automatic. Oh, sure. because yeah, A lot of people here this might be thinking about yeah. nature in general. Yeah. yeah, awareness goes out through our senses into the environment because it's a survival issue.
0: Hmm.
2: But going back is not automatic because if there's peace on the inside, you know, nothing's changing and waving at you and, and trying to attract your attention. Whereas on the outside, every time it, something changes, your awareness is automatically drawn to it because you have to assess it. Mm. On the inside, there's peace. So there isn't, peace will not call you home. What, what will call you home as close as you get is that your heart aches. Some people call it the thirst of the heart to feel whole. And that thing, we have a thousand names for it. I just gave you a list of them. Hmm. Longing and emptiness and striving. And, you know, there's a lot of, I got 10 pages of, of words that are used for that. Even sorrow and sadness, even depression sometimes, you know, is or hopelessness or despair, you know, and you feel them here. And it's all the same thing. It is the feeling of the disconnection. It is your heart calling your awareness to come back home to life. And, Because we haven't understood that we keep looking on the outside to try and fix it and it never gets fixed. We've been doing that for 200,000 years. We're now to the point where we're close to destroying ourselves Mm -hmm. and the, and the planet and the environment and our politics and our relationships and our health and each other, you know, and we may not make it past the end of this century. If we don't take seriously the return journey that has to be deliberate, that begins with accepting and acknowledging the need that we feel. That's another word for the the heartache. To accept it and to sit with it and to feel it, not to judge it, just to feel it, to embrace it, to accept it, maybe to be grateful for it because of its power to call you home. It is actually the second greatest gift we have. It's the greatest gift we have other than being alive. Because if it wasn't for that heartache, we would never. We would get so lost in our mind, and lost in our senses, and lost in the external world that we'd never find our way home. So oh, this one, is one of the our, advantages
1: of being a human being: is that we should be able to do what you're saying. I mean, um, versus other we mammals, can, yeah, yeah.
2: We shouldn't just. Yeah. We we shouldn't just. We can. Yeah. yeah. We can. But the biggest thing is to understand that when your heart aches, it's not about anything outside. Even though you know somebody dumped you, might have triggered it or somebody left that you were friends with and you'll never see them again, or they died, or your dog ran away, or whatever. Something you held dear ended. The feeling you have is not about what ended. The feeling you have is that it puts you back on the fact that you lost something a long time ago, Hmm. and you don't even remember that it's about that. And if once you understand that this is about you needing to find your way home again to yourself, then the journey can begin because you start the journey with heartache and you end the journey with peace, love, contentment, wholeness. That's the journey. And the journey is that, that far, you know, if you sit with the ache right behind that ache, that far. Is what you're looking for, and you and and that that ache will haunt you from now until the day you check out, or from now until you address it and come home to yourself. Well, an option, when you it, come home, everything changes. This is a
1: big component, obviously, behind your book, the book on total sexy health. Yeah, yeah. Health. It's, yeah I yeah. mean, this is
2: yeah like the, the root the, of it. <laughs> the, yeah, the uh, awareness, life energy, and inspiration are the three innermost parts. Those are the things we least look at. We're always trying to find everything on the outside because we got disconnected and we, we forgot that there's a place that we need to re- reconnect to.
1: Yeah, and I'm screen sharing here for the video watchers on YouTube. Because oh I'll, yeah, look at
2: that, all my books.
1: The book on sexy health, people, the eight. The, the book on total
2: sexy health.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So how long did it take you to write this? Because clearly you're quite uh, passionate on this subject.
2: Well, I, I, yeah, I started when I was six. Oh. <laughs> and i was living in germany and i listened to adults argue and i i just said there has to be a way that we can live in harmony and i'm going to find out how hmm. and that's been my driver all my life and when i was 56 you know i and i've and part of the reason why i'm interested in so many things i really wanted to know what is the core source you know we know we're the we're the problem on the planet Not, you know, nature is not the problem. We're the problem.
1: Oh, we're definitely the problem. But
2: But what is it about us that's the problem? And there are so many ways. You know, we're greedy and we're nasty and we're jealous and we're this and we're that and we're forgetful and we lie and, you know, all of that. But is there a single source of all of the things that are wrong with us? And I'm saying the disconnect from the core of our being is the single starting point for every mess we've created, for every problem we've we've uh, manifested. And we will not fix those problems until we get reconnected. It, because you can't stay in the same state of being and fix what you created out of that state of being. To fix it, you need a different state of being. And it has to be a deeper, more coherent state of being. Even Einstein said that you can't fix a problem at the level where you caused it you have to find it you have to figure it you have to fix it on a level behind that level well, It makes sense i mean it.
1: people yeah. try and simplify it down to oh you're you blame let's say your childhood for growing up and becoming a criminal or something like that well there a lot yeah. at the surface level, a lot of people say yes we are the product the people we spend the most times with so if you yes keep failing the same way over and over again around with the same people you might want to right think about deep down well the, you, you know the qui-
2: well well as a child you're a victim of your parents you're a victim of the circumstances that you're born into and some people never had good circumstances true like they were violence and and guns and, and some people should never been parents you know. and nastiness and abuse and all of that but there comes a point where you move away from home and where you are now in charge of your shit program <laughs> right. I like that. I Like, that. like short short word for that. I like your shit program. Right. And you have the possibility to, to change a program and that deep place of peace and love and joy and contentment and wholeness. That place has never been affected by what affected your body and your mind and your emotions, because its nature is to be beyond all of the changes. And so you don't even have to fix your thinking. That's one issue. The first thing that it seems to me makes the most sense is that whatever crazy head trip you're on from that you could blame on your parents or your teachers or your society or whoever. First thing you want to do is walk from it and walk back to that place that you were in when you were in the Buddha tank. And from there. You can, I have literally done this. I rewrote my life from war baby to loved by life. That was going to be one of my questions. (laughs) I have have 9,000 pages and you're literally from a different experience that is possible because it's in every human being. Every human being can rewrite their life proactively into the world from that beautiful experience
0: Hmm.
2: instead of living in reaction to all the memories, all of all the all the crazy things that happened to us, and and not everybody's going to do that, but everybody can. So the question is always, uh, do you want do you want the life, do you want your victim life, and do you want your blame life, or would you like a life where you that shines? And in order to get to a life that shines, you have to go to the place where the sun is, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and good that's point. <laughs> inside, inside of you and it's out of your head and you have to walk from your concepts. Go, go into pure experience of, un, we are unbelievably beautiful in our experience. And when you feel good, then you think good and you speak good and you act good and there are better consequences. Every human being has, the, has that in them and can do that journey.
1: Now, clearly, my, from what we're hearing, some people have to dig
2: deeper than others. Uh, no, we all have to dig to the deep depth, because th- the same depth, because the depth we have to dig to is the core of our being. Oh, So I guess I should correct myself. The process to get there is obviously going to be
1: longer or shorter, depending on the person as well.
2: Also not true. Hmm, interesting. No, be- because because it doesn't matter what your head trip is. Okay. The, the journey is to step out of it. If you have a good head trip, you can get a, you know, you, you you may be less likely to to date to date go deeper. Interesting. But you literally only have to take one step. It's kind of like people say, "Oh, you know, it's much harder now to be centered because we got so many distractions." Oh yeah. No, that's not true. I hear that a lot. Yeah. I know. People say it all the time. You have it's a choice not true to unplug. You know why? You know why it's not true? You only need one distraction.
0: You. So you
2: got a thousand and you pick one. Pick one. Right? You. you can be a you can be a, a a monk in a monastery, right? And you've cut everything down. All you do is you eat, you sleep, you pee, you and med- and you meditate, right? And you mm. sit by the window in the ashram, and a woman goes by, <laughs> gone you are, <laughs> right? One distraction, you know, or a leaf flutters in the breeze, and you forget to meditate, right? Or or uh, anything could happen. Do you feel the monks are better we, at it? No. Hmm. Okay. No, because you only need one distraction. True. So you can make your life simpler, but you still, you can't make your life without distraction. There's always something you can go so out even to. Even
1: with all their studying and their lifestyle dedication, they, it's still human. A human a human, basically, is yep. what I'm hearing. Yep. Okay.
2: Yep. So then, you know, even the scriptures they study can distract them. Because oh, what, you're looking, what you're looking for is pr- self-presence. What you're looking for is to be present to the light in you, to the life in you, to the master in you. And if you want to go religious to the Buddha, the Christ, the Krishna, the Ram in you. Because that thing that the scriptures are about is embedded in your nature as an experience. And the scriptures are expressions of those experiences in words. But you want the experience not the words. The fulfillment is an is a direct experience, not a bunch of words. Not like let me talk myself into it. Let me do affirmations. Let me let me you know. Let me cha- do let me do my positive chants. And yeah. we do a lot of that, because every time you do a positive chant, you already know there's a negative chant, uh, a, an, a a mirror a mirror image negative chance, chant, because words work in duality. Mind works in duality. so you when you say one it already implies the other but in this place there is no duality at all there is just that experience So how do you you quiet the mind there there's no darkness in light there is no war in peace true but there is peace in war even on the battlefield peace is everywhere peace is already everywhere but only peace knows that so if you can't see peace everywhere it's because you're not It's not peace in you. Oh, and you You said earlier in the
1: show that by nature, we do want to be peaceful people at the basic nature. No, no.
2: By nature, we are peaceful people. Yes. And the heartache is about finding our peace, finding our love, finding our wholeness, whatever you call that. There's lots of words for it. Yes. Yeah. But it's also, it's not only our, our desire when we're disconnected to go there. It's also our basic nature. And the only thing that happened is that our awareness wandered off, the peace is still there. But if you're looking for peace on your wall when the piece is in your left pocket, hmm. you're not gonna find it on the wall. You have to go where the piece is in order to have the peace. And it happens to be that the, the, your co- connection to the piece is the internal awareness of the core of your being.
0: So, so you with the book- your,
2: You bring your awareness back to that in order to-
1: Is the book's purpose then to- Make it real get people just to wrap their head around the awareness around all of this to get them to at least start flipping that switch
2: No what I tried to do in the book you know we, we've farmed out all of our different disciplines so mm-hmm. if, you, if you if you're talking about head trips you become a psychologist if you if you uh, want to talk about the physical then you become a biologist or a doctor or you know the, actually biologists know more about health than doctors do because doctors yes. study disease and biologists study how normal creatures function normally. Hmm. If you're, you know, if you're interested in the energy part, then you get into into spirituality or religion or something like that. What I wanted to do because, you know, and then what happens, you have your specialty and then the psychologist tries to fix every, every problem by talking <laughs> and the physical guys try to throw pills at it, you hmm. know, either vitamin C or magnesium or Udo's oil or omega-3s or, or digestive enzymes or something so they try to do it physically and the spiritual guys try to do it through chants and meditation and prayer but the truth is each one of these eight parts is different in its nature and function needs a different kind of attention goes off in a different way in response to a different kind of intervention and what i took on is i want to be i want to create a teachable field of health a teachable field of human nature and that has to take all of it into account because Mm. all of it makes a difference. All of it affects us. So my goal is that 8 billion people could live their lives lit up from within because the light's already there. It's just a matter of looking into it instead of looking away from it. Mm. When we do that, we will feel so cared for because life takes perfect care of us through all our dramas and all of our traumas. And most people have never said thank you to life for doing that because we're out there, busy out there. So when that happens, we will feel so cared for that we won't steal each other's stuff. When we stop stealing each other's stuff because we think we need more because we feel we're missing something. They feel empty, yeah. Yeah, Then then we can live in harmony together. When we live in harmony together, it's just a very simple thing to fix what we've messed up on the planet in our relationships, in our health. And it's just a matter of a simple uh, expression of that state of being to make sure that everybody's needs, everybody's basic needs are met on a long-term sustainable basis. That's basically what I'm looking at as, as, as the goal. Hmm. And it's, in order to do that, I have to be expert in all of those areas at least the basics. And now, then why, if, why do you have to be though? Because I, I, to be fair, we all, it sounds like we be, all have to be. Because I can be and I wanna be. <laughs> but, but to be fair,
1: <laughs> from what I heard is it sounds like we yeah. all eventually need to put in that self work. So we all become aware of those things because you said how we, we, we farm them out, we outsource them. We don't take accountability for knowing them.
2: Yeah, if, we, if you want to live the life of a master and that is the best life there is, it's about mastery of human humanness. Mm-hmm. If you want to live the best life there is, you have to be simultaneously present in all of those areas. And the only place where you won't be when you do that is lost in thoughts in your head. Because when you get lost in thoughts in your head, you go blind and you go deaf. Right? Very true. You start thinking about something and then something happens and you didn't see it. That old one-track mind uh, saying yeah. that people say. so. Yeah. So you can't be in your head. In order to be fully present experientially in all of your being and your surroundings, and when you're fully present in all of your being and your surroundings, figuring out what to do when th- when situ- when things happen, is not complicated, hmm. because you're doing it. You're filled with you're filled with joy. You're filled with love. You care for life. Whatever needs caring for, whatever needs uplifting, whatever needs to be protected, saved, easy to do that, easy to do that. And you don't have to wait for a ma- major crisis mess to do it. But if there's a major crisis mess, because you get an air earthquake or something, you just, help, you just help where you can. And you're not asking, well, are we gonna wait for the guys that we have to pay a million dollars to in order to bring their trucks, to bring the this and the that and the that. You just help where you can. And maybe sometimes you just have to hold somebody. And maybe sometimes you dig them out of something. And Maybe sometimes you got to give them a dandelion that you found it because they're hungry. Right? Yeah. So, so when I feel, I mean, I, I know this from my own life when I felt disconnected and discontent, everything I did had an element of how, what, what do I need to do that'll get me taken care of? Cause mm. I didn't feel taken care of Okay. when I learned how to, when I learned how to get present Then when I wasn't present, I knew what to do. So I wasn't trying to get in somebody else to do it for me. And when I got present in my own own life, it was like, okay, I'm taken care of. It doesn't have to be about me anymore. Where can I help? Hmm. What needs to be done around here? And it changed the way I look at things. And what's interesting is there were things that were good markets because they were strong markets that I wouldn't do because I couldn't see how they would take care of me. So now, because I can, I just can do what needs to be done. I, I can address bigger markets. That's good for the bottom line. That's good for your business life too. Sure. I can do that simply because I feel taken care of. It's not about me anymore. I can give without having to get something back. I do it because it needs to be done. And if you do that, if, if you pick a good topic, a good topic, one that you have an affinity for, you can do extremely well. What I'm doing now, I call it my $88 trillion project. Hmm. Okay. That's the, and that's the reset every 200,000 years. This is how I think about it. Every 200,000 years, humanity needs a reset because we get off, we've been off for 200,000 years. The reset should take one third of one year's global budget for the whole world because we all need the reset because we're all lost. When did you sit down and
1: figure that calculation out?
2: (laughs) Oh, you know what? I I'm good at
1: math. I like doing the math. I mean, I love it. It's, uh, as a guy who's originally started, and it's not
2: like, and and by the way, it's not $88 trillion for me.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
2: Yeah. It's a, it's, but that, but, but, but you can't do it like a little, you know, a little thing here and a little thing there. This is like we need to do it globally. And guess what? After after hundred thousand, after two hundred thousand years, we've got the world wired for the message. True. So we, so we've wired the world for an ex- extremely important message, and eighty percent of it is being used for porn. Sad, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: So we have we have some of mo- the highest tech technology we've ever had.
2: Yeah, and and so we literally can do it, and we can do it in a week. We can, we can get that message out to everybody in a week. And guess what? Not everybody has the message. Everybody has connection to the technology. I'm, I'm a message guy. And I'm a message guy because I started thinking about it when I was six. When I was 56, I said I'm not quite mature enough to do it. Now I'm 77. And I, I've, I've put it together. That's what to, the book on Total Sexy Health is about. And I talk about the $88 trillion project.
1: Well, and obviously, and I, as so. a marketing guy, I just love the title, too, because if you're going to reach that level of people, yeah. nowadays, you have to throw the keyword of
2: sexy in there. Well, sexy, look, I sexy mean, is the power word. Yeah. is the power word. We sell everything on the basis of sexy. But I, I started thinking about it. I said, you know what? It's about time that somebody used sexy, the power word for human existence, hmm. to sell people on their own magnificence. That's why sexy. Because what is sexy? Sexy means full on, present, clear, energized, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You feel, and, you feel and on we, top and of it. And it's the world. not just. And it's not about sex. Yeah. We have sexy technology and sexy lines and art, and sexy, sexy architecture. You know, we use the word. It's a charge, right? Mm-hmm. Is being charged up, is sexy. Or as but, you mentioned before but the show, speaking lit truth,
0: up.
2: <laughs> yeah, lit up is sexy. Yeah, speaking truth to empower is sexy.
0: Hmm. You
2: know, helping people is is sexy. Uplifting people who are who are down is sexy, right? Because it's about because it's life affirming. Sexy is 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 less about getting laid than it is about life affirming.
1: Well, I, I would like to think that mm-hmm. I'm hopefully following following in your footsteps on the sexy path, then, because
2: why everybody's on the team.
1: It's it's a lot um, behind Live the fuel. People are like why you keep doing this? because like, I don't I don't make money off my podcast. I have a business yeah. for that. People are like yeah. why? I'm like because I I've reached a point, and you're way ahead of me. But I, I'm I, that's why I look for influencers like you. Yeah. Is I truly believe we all need to think about not just obviously I'm learning today from you or myself, but. What is the legacy that we're leaving behind in this world yeah. or uh, taking the
2: world to its next phase? And that's what you said today, yeah. we have all this amazing technology yeah,
1: yeah. and it's not being yeah. used.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, I, I know. It's a, yeah, and everybody's on the team. Some people high functioning, some people functioning a little bit, some yeah. people just like in, in neutral, some people uh, actually breaking it down, but you can't kick anybody off the team. So the entire project is what does it take and what can we do to help people discover more of their internal magnificence, their internal beauty, their internal awesomeness? What can we do? That's the entire project. I love it. And why, and why not 8 billion people? Yeah. Because they're just like you and just like me. And they, you know, and they have their questions. And, and to reframe what, what hurts in their life. And take them behind it and discover what shines in their life.
1: You know, I, I'm interested is, in your opinion is, here because uh, yeah. we are coming to the end of our time slot. So I want to make sure I got this question back to you, but then I'm going to help you, have you help me close the show out. But mm. about over a year ago, all of a sudden, something started clicking in my head. After two years going into the third year of podcasting, I was like, you know, whether it's health, business, lifestyle, whatever, I was like, you know, we're just all at a different, this is what came in my head we're all just at a different place on the timeline and that's what i'm hearing today from you too is like they get this book you read the book and then this isn't going to be it could be turnkey overnight if you choose to focus as you're as you're saying and really take that accountability become more self-aware quiet the mind quiet the body all of it but it's like Mm -hmm. and some people are further down the timeline like yourself i'm still catching up that's
2: that's that's because i'm closer to checkout time <laughs>
1: <laughs> but if you're uh, you're obviously ma- you know doing everything you can to make a major impact and mm-hmm. i mean would you agree with that that little statement of this this timeline because i think people get frustrated because they like they see people like you or well, me and like oh i can never do that well you well, can
2: no you know what i think uh like people look at and we've missed we've been misled So we say, okay, wow, this guy's really mastered something. Wow, that's amazing. I could never do that, right? Whether you're a violinist master or a master carpenter or a master master, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like a master of human, of your own nature, whatever, you know. First of all, our heart already aches. So we all have the starting point. And from your heart aching and you acknowledging that, and you then beginning the journey to your wholeness, that you will be a work in progress between now and the time they close the lid on the box. And that's a fact, but you're always a work in progress. Even if you don't do that, you're always a work in progress, right? Because you have to catch up with technology and then you, you get left behind if you don't keep working on it, right? Only that's a stupid goal. That's a, that's stupid for a life goal. It's not mm. bad for a job, sure. but it's stupid as a life goal because the life goal is how can I have the most fulfilled, the most extraordinary, the most exemplary, the you know, and maybe just like the sweetest, happiest, most fulfilling life. Why wouldn't that be the core issue for every human being? Because you get this gift. And if you don't unwrap this gift, if you don't, if you don't um, you know, if you don't open it up and and really get what you've been given and enjoy that, hmm. it's a wasted gift because nobody else can enjoy it for you. Very true. So this should be to, to me, this is like the most noble, the most rewarding thing a human being can do in their life. And I just say make time for it. Make time for you. Make time for all kinds of crazy shit. Make time for this. Make wow. time for yourself. Make time for, for how, how amazing, it is, to be you.
1: Well, I usually yeah. ask my guest co-hosts to leave behind some powerful final words,
0: but yeah. <laughs> you pretty much did
1: it the whole show, and you definitely <laughs> knocked it out of the ballpark here at the end. Mm. Um, well said, sir. Because I, I we always yeah. document. Just, that just give in yourself. Our
2: show notes. Give yourself credit for for your input that makes it possible for me to do this. Oh, oh thank you. Uh, well, now think about it. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm not trying to blow smoke up your butt. Yeah, I, I'm. You know, uh, when people, there are certain places where I go, I can't do this oh. because the the openness, the receptivity, is not there. Ah, you know, you or you ask a question, and that question leads to something, right? So you so. You pull a lot of this out of me, which says you know, and it takes one to know one. If you think this is if you think this is amazing, how do you know it's amazing? It's because something in you is there. Well said. This this
1: is why I have guest co-hosts. I don't want to run the show just myself. I want us to feed off of each other, fuel each other, you know, light each other up. (laughs) Yeah. I like yours lit up. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Well, listen, Hang Tight. I want to give you a perfect goodbye out the air. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Udo Erasmus. Okay, I'm going to do some screen sharing one more time because, again, we're going to have this linked in the show notes like we always do. There it is, the book on total sexy health, the eight key steps designed by nature, uh, all over Amazon. Like I said, we'll have everything linked. We'll have his website's linked. You'll be able to go check him out at Udo's Choice as well. Uh, I can't ask for a better, more powerful guest co-host today. Yeah,
2: UdoErasmus.com. Oh, there you go. Simple. Or enough. or the
1: you, you got them all.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or Udo's choice.com. Well, you do
1: have the most unique name. So yeah, as yeah. a guy who buys domains, well done. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's not a it's not even a four-letter word. That's easy. Once once they get it, they don't forget it. <laughs> yes. Well done, sir. All well, right. Well, thank you. Hang you probably
1: goodbye, Ladies and gentlemen, that was another powerful Litherfuel podcast show. I, I say this all the time. We're here to fuel your health, your business, your lifestyle. Today, Udo helped us get help. I would like to hope that you guys got lit up off of it as well. So whether you're getting fueled up, whether you're getting lit up, take that accountability, take that responsibility, become more self-aware, get the book, and, uh, and just remind yourself, I said it before, Like we're all at a different place on the timeline. We're all going to get there. we got to do it together. So thanks for listening in. And remember, you too can live the fuel. We'll talk to you guys again soon.
0: Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can Live the Fuel. So please visit us at LiveTheFuel.com.